1: Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and if you didn't listen to Wednesday's episode, then you may not know that it's just me this week, just little me. And for this episode, I put out a call for some questions related to music, and people did not disappoint. I got 19 wonderful questions here to answer, and I have decided, and some of them are very challenging. And like very challenging. (laughs) Like, I told people they were allowed to challenge me, torture me in a very consensual way. And they definitely did that with some of these questions. And I decided I would make it harder on myself, not easier on myself, even though some of these I have been thinking about and I already have answers for. But I decided. Erin, I'm going to put you on the spot here. And I went to uh, a random generator, number generator, put in the 19, number 19 and drawing 19. So it did a random order of these. So I'm going by this order of which question. And I put it, the questions in, with the, in the order I would received them. And I also didn't do much time of really thinking about it. So I'm going to answer these kind of on the fly. Although, of course, you don't know. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm pausing it and taking some time, which I probably will have to do on some of these. But, um, but yeah, so this is, this is going to be interesting. I will say some of these questions, there is one question on here, in particular, and when we get it, I'll talk about it, that was very hard for me. And I almost, almost said, I don't think I want to answer that because of certain things it brought up, but I decided I would go ahead and do it for certain things that it brought up. (laughs) And that's coming really late, and I'm glad that that's when we're holding off on it. It's like the third to the last when we'll be getting that question, So, um, as far as the way this, these numbers were picked. So we're going to get right into it, okay? And uh, the first random number that got selected for me was question number nine, which comes from one of our Patreon supporters. They have been supporting this show for so long, and been like one of our first Patreon supporters ever they came up with the name of our awards show, Fit the Phantom Choice Awards. So Ellen, thank you so much. Ellen sent in five questions. One of them was exactly the same question somebody else asked. So I'm going to combine that with the other person that asked it. Uh, But you came up with some amazingly thoughtful questions that are very, some of them are very hard to answer, but I love them. So thank you so much. And thank you for supporting me and the show. I, it means the world to me. So if you want to become a Patreon supporter today for as little as three bucks a month, remember seven day free trial, go to the link in the show notes. And we're going to have an episode might be out by now. Hopefully it is. That's also music related with Carla and Aaron A. where We're giving you our summer playlist. Yes, I know summer's all, almost over, but deal. <laughs> and we'll also have a private playlist, Play, ugh, playlist, playlist on Spotify too for just our Patreon subscribers. So do that now. But anyway, question number nine from Ellen is, you are trapped in a stuck elevator for four hours with a musician of your choice. You know help is on the way and you are both uninjured. Who are they and why? This one I thought was going to be the easiest question in the world to answer. And this is one of the ones that has been I've been mulling over in my head since you gave it to me, Ellen. And oh my gosh, I was like, oh, easy, easy peasy. It's going to be Dave Gone from Depeche Mode. If you've listened to our Depeche Mode episode, you'll know why. I adore that man. Depeche Mode is my heart and my soul. So of course, I'm going to want to be with a singer from Depeche Mode, right? Right? And I would love to just be there in the elevator with him laugh talk about music, talk about inspiration, talk about just life in general. Maybe he could even sing if he felt so inclined. If there was music in the elevator, he could shake his little booty. But then I was like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity <laughs> to be stuck in an elevator with a musician. Maybe you should pick someone else, Aaron, and not just go off of the aesthetics and the voice and the songs and the this and the that. And so I was like, I should pick someone else. I should pick someone, you know, that had an influence on my childhood. I should pick someone that, I don't know, that we might get into deeper conversations with not insulting Dave Gon, just saying. But then I went, no. (laughs) (laughs) This is all my thinking in the past, like, five minutes here. I want to say when I saw which number was going to be first. So no, I'm going with Dave Gon. I'm just going to do it because – I got to be honest here. And that's who I'd want to get stuck in the elevator with. Okay. For many, many reasons. And I'm not talking about, I wouldn't, I'm not talking about turning this into like a porno or something like that. Okay. I just would love to, because I'd love to be able to thank him. And I know he did not write majority of the songs because now he has written some for their latest album. I know that. I understand that. Although he did, does have a solo career and he's written some beautiful music for that. But he's, sung most of those songs for me that are representative of my heart and my soul and still are to this day. And he can make you feel like he's singing directly to you. And that's such a comforting thing when you're going to a concert. So I feel like not only would it be a great conversation where we could talk about art and the power of words and the power of music, because I really feel he gets that. It it saved his life. He's talked about that. It helped save his life. And so not only because of that and not only because I'd get a chance to thank him for, you know, his voice and for the music and everything, but also because I just – I think it would just be fun. I think, you know, we could just have a great time, great conversations, and we would probably laugh a lot. And I just – I just – it would just – it would help with that feeling. I've been trapped in an elevator before. If you've been trapped in an elevator before, it's not fun. Okay. I'm not, I'm not like a claustrophobic. I don't get claustrophobia. I don't get that. But when you're stuck in an elevator, you can get that. It can be scary. And you can be thinking about certain scenes in certain movies with Keanu Reeves in them where, you know, elevators go crashing down. And you can think about that when you're in there. So to have someone there that might be able to calm me and soothe me and is a soothing presence on stage and whose voice is amazing to listen to both when he's talking and singing. So I was like, I should probably find something else. And, you know, I don't know, not go for the obvious. But now that I'm thinking about it, we're talking about it. Come on, Erin. I got to be going for the obvious. They've gone. Final answer. Okay. So the next number that the random number has generated, the next number, is question number 14. And this comes from the lovely Paula, who is also a Patreon supporter too. This is incredibly hard. I want to let you know, Paula, like... This question is one of the hardest on here because there are so many flipping people and artists I would choose for this, but Paula asks, and I love road trips, what is your favorite album or artist to listen to for road trips? Oh my gosh, this honestly, Paula, this question. (laughs) I am going to answer this, and then, like, I'm telling you, ten minutes into this episode, I'm going to want to erase and go back and re-answer this because I will feel like I've betrayed other songs, artists, or albums to listen to. Oh, this is really honestly, I don't even know how to answer this. It's it's almost impossible, except for it just came to my head just now. It came to my head, and people are not going to not going to expect this answer. I don't think, uh, and it would actually be John Mellencamp. Okay. So here's the thing. I haven't talked about John Mellencamp too much on this podcast. I've mentioned him sometimes. I think he's fantastic in concert. I really love his music. And when I'm going on road trips, I like to have music that I can sing at the top of my lungs to, music that almost makes me feel like dancing, especially if you, you know, really wakes you up. And so you might be thinking, there are tons of bands that can do that, not just John Mellencamp. But to me, John Mellencamp, in a lot of respects, some of his lyrics and words and songs, represent that feeling of being out on the open road, you know, driving like long, sometimes you can drive stretches of road where there's nothing and like seeing a different part of the United States. And also makes me think of like, you know, he helped with farm aid and all of that. So thinking of like farmers and the, you know, and the fact, I mean, he's very, 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 very critical of the government, very political singer and also those views. But just, I don't know, something about it, something about the songs and like listening to Pink Houses. And there's not even one particular album because I, I love a lot of his albums. um You know, even Jack and Diane, anything like that, or just, you know, his version of I Fought the Law and uh, listening to that while driving. It really, it's I love it because it fits, especially if you're driving um, down a lot of country roads or back roads or stuff like that, because I love road trips. It's just, I think that's the perfect album for it. So I know in a few minutes, I'm going to want to change my mind, but that's what I'm going with. That's my final answer. So thank you so much, Paula, for that question. I appreciate it. Final answer, John Mellencamp. Okay, number five. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man, this one's hard too. All of almost, almost all of these are hard. There's a couple that I was like, I don't know really the answer right away. Um, this is from Tiff, who is also a Patreon supporter. Um, is there a non theater actor or singer you'd like to hear sing a certain show tune? Whew. Okay. This oh man, this is so hard because I would think of some and then I'd be like, oh wait, they have some. What am I talking about? and then i'd be like oh i would about that but they're not really a singer i'd like to see this person on stage but they're not really a singer or, they, or i don't know if they are or, you know that kind of stuff so this was really really hard and um i'm going to go with this the song i'm going to first pick the song here and then i'm going to go with the singer and um i originally had a different singer in mind but since i've already talked about him they've gone <laughs> i'm not going to give dave gone for a lot of these for every answer okay I'm not going to just be like, I'm just going to pick Depeche Mode for every other one. I'm not going to do that. Uh, But um, this actually just came to me. Just this honestly just boom popped in my head. So the song would be, I'm a fan of the opera lover. I I love fan of the opera. I understand how problematic it is. Believe me, I know. I cry every time I see it. I used to collect stuff from it. It's one of my favorite Broadway musicals. I haven't seen it on Broadway, but it's one of my favorites. And Music of the Night is, um, oh my gosh, I cry, listening to it cry, singing. I try to sing it. I'm not good at singing it, but I try to sing it. And I would love, this is, I know people are not going to understand this maybe, but I would just love to hear Trent Reznor sing that song. <laughs> I have no idea if he can act. I, I don't know that, but I would love just to hear him sing that song song. So just would love to hear him sing Music of the Night. I think his version of it, and if this has happened, please send this to me because Allison went, maybe this has happened. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Please send it to me. But I think, yeah, I'm, that's my final answer. I think that would be, oh, that would be incredible. I think it actually fits him. So final answer, Trent Reznor singing Music of the Night from Fano the Opera. Okay. So Sasha, also a Patreon subscriber, uh, sorry, I won't say that for everyone, uh, is, is the one who's asking the next question, which is number three. And um, this one, I have more of an album for this. And it's funny that I'm answering this right after that because it's kind of fits. But it's uh, best song to get hyped up to, like I need to clean the house and don't want to, but this one song <laughs> helps. Uh, And I know Danelle mentioned this on our Trent Reznor episodes, so go back and listen to it. But this is true. I would say anything off of Pretty Hate Machine by Nine Inch Nails is a great one. Any any Nine Inch Nails song, period, pretty much, except for some of their slower ones, will help with this. Uh, but I will I will pick out Head Like a Hole, and sometimes like listening to that album or to just that song, and rewinding it and singing the top of your lungs really makes you want to clean. There is something about it. <laughs> when you're cleaning, it makes you really want to clean. Like scrub and just get in there and make everything shiny and pretty again, which may not fit with the song, but hey, it works. So that's my final answer. But pretty much any, any song off of Pretty Hate Machine by Nine Inch Nails, also Downward Spirals. I mean, tons of their albums will do this for you, but I'm going to say Head Like a Hole. Okay, so my next number is number 12, which comes from Meg. Okay, people. So I just realized there are only um, 18 questions on here. One of these questions got broken up when I was copying and pasting it to be, <laughs> to be 12 and 13. So uh, 13, you are done as well. So 12 and 13, <laughs> since I did both of them there, is from Meg. So Meg asked... <laughs> How many times have you watched Tom Holland lip sync umbrella and why is it never enough? (laughs) Okay. Here's the thing. I love this thing. I love Tom Holland's umbrella. I think it's great. It's fantastic. I love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. I think, honestly, I have only watched this like, uh, I want to say maybe like, three times. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. It's not that I don't love it. I just, I don't, I, there have been times I know this is not what you're supposed to do. Well, I will see it and I'll scroll right past it. Okay. I'm really sorry. It's not that I don't love it. It's just, it doesn't, it's just not I don't know. It's great and wonderful, but it doesn't consume me like it consumes a lot of people. So I apologize, Meg. This was probably not the answer you were looking for. And it's probably not the answer most of you that are listening to this right now are looking for, but this is the truth. So I don't know. I have I think I've listened to it like three times, maybe four. I don't know. I love a lot of the lip sync battle ones, though. I think there's a great one um, with Channing Tatum's ex-wife where she's singing. Oh, my gosh. I can't remember the name of it now. Um, I'm by myself. Let me look that up here. Okay. So I did look it up and Channing Tatum's ex-wife did a version of Pony on there and did this dance, like mimicking a dance that Channing Tatum did in that movie that I can't mention. And it's so good. Go look it up. I think it's like a close second to, um, to Tom Holland's umbrella. So go look that up. It is so good. It's so well done. So I'm, I'm going to say I, I might have watched that more. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So next up is question number one, and it comes from the lovely Carla. So Carla asked so many great questions. Love you, Carla. Thank you so much for asking so many great questions. Some of them are very, very hard, and you knew that when you asked them, but I love you for it. Uh, was Carla said, pick only one song by Depeche Mode that makes your heart cry. Carla probably thought this would be a lot harder for me to answer than it is. Uh, but it's actually very easy for me to answer this question, which may surprise a lot of you. It surprises me in a way. But that song is Home off of the song Ultra. And this is actually a song sung by Martin Gore. This is not sung by Dave Gon. And the reason I'm picking this song is to me, and this is the way it makes me feel, this is the way me as a fan of Depeche Mode me as someone who, they are my heart, they are my soul. It's because the words, the lyrics in this song are like basically the lyrics of what the music means to me and what it's meant to me. So like the line, I'm just going to say this, not sing it. And I thank you for bringing me here, for showing me home, for seeing these tears. Finally, I found that I belong here. That to me, those words are a very simple and true way to describe what Depeche Mode means to me. And I mean make my heart cry in a good way. I'm not, uh, you know, because you could take this other ways too. But I'm looking at it as making my heart cry in a good way. And for me, it is definitely home off of Ultra, Number one, I don't even think I could choose a different song Because those lyrics, I cry when I sing them because it's very true. So I do thank Depeche Mode for bringing me here, for showing me home, for singing the tears that I could not cry all the time and making me feel like I belong here. You know, saving me, honestly. Not exaggerating there. So, yes. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people,
0: what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky? Lucky? number 18. And this one also comes from Carla. And it's, what song would you dedicate to your sister? And this was actually another one that was pretty easy. Um, And it's only because, and this actually maybe probably doesn't necessarily fit with right now. Um, but it was a song when my sister was leaving to go off to school in Kentucky. She's gone to school in different different places, but she was going um, back to school in Kentucky. My sister used to do a lot of like equine ma- equine massage therapy, which is for horses, and worked with a lot of horses. Horses was, was her thing. Kind of switched things later on in life, and I made her a mix CD for her drive out there for her trip out there, and. A lot of those songs I put on there were like, you know, songs that are very sister and, you know, I love my sister. I'm a big sister. She's my baby sister. I'm super protective of her. Like, honestly, <laughs> anyone comes for my sister, even if like my sister did something wrong, but you come for her, watch out. I'm serious. I I don't even care if you're like one of my closest friends. I know it's not always the healthiest thing, but it's a thing with being a big sister, especially especially I think when you grow up in a single parent household. I know this happens with other big sisters, but I'm just saying I think when you grow up in a single parent household and my mom was great and wonderful, but you still have that feeling of where you almost feel like a parent sometimes. And so I'm very, very super protective of my sister. And she knows this. (laughs) Um, So anyway, so one of the songs I put on there, Uh, It's called In Your Time by Bob Seger. And to me, that song is very much about finding your place in the world, finding your path, finding your heart, your dreams, finding where you need to be, where you need to go in your time, in your own time, in um, your own way of processing it, your own way of finding it. And it just, to me, it spoke of being a sister, being, you know, probably could work a lot with parents. And so that is the first song I always think of when it is a question related to something about my sister. It's not even necessarily a song, honestly, that my sister likes that much because she's not into classic rock. But it's very much a song about my sister for me. So definitely In Your Time by Bob Seeger. That's one of the ones that actually may have seemed like it'd be hard, but it was one of the easier ones. Okay, so next up, we've got number two, which is another Carla one. I'm just doing all the Carla ones here. Oh my gosh, this question. <laughs> <laughs> Carla, I love you. Okay. I, I would love to hear a lot of people's responses to some of these questions too, by the way, and this is one of them, especially, I just would really love to hear this. And I think there was kind of a play on this that came out when there was a certain show, certain popular Netflix show that used a song to save a certain character. But anyway, in a post-apocalyptic future where there is no streaming and all you have is a Walkman you stole from a museum and the last set of batteries on earth, what cassette would you listen to to power you as you run away from rabid zombies? my <laughs> <laughs> god, I love you, Carla. This, this question. Oh my gosh, it had me cracking up and very happy, but cracking up at the same time. And actually this one was not as hard as I thought it would be because I, and and, and I think it's because I used to, when I lived in New Mexico and I lived in um, Taos and I used to go and I would, um, I'd walk around like this track from a school, I'd walk around it every day and I'd put on my headphones and I'd always listen to the same album, always the same album. And this is the one that I would choose for this mainly because it would hype me up for walking. I don't do this anymore. Like when I walk now, when I walk Fergie, sometimes I'll listen to podcasts, but a lot of times when I'm listening to music, I just hit shuffle on Spotify, but it would be London Calling by The Clash. Hands down. I love that album. It's a perfect album. We're going to be talking about The Clash in November for my birthday month. And that hands down because ah, there's something about it. That like makes me want to walk faster. So I would assume make me want to run faster from the zombies. Make me want to fight, but also make me want to have fun. Make me laugh, make me, I don't know if laugh sounds weird, but make me smile, Make bring me joy, uh, make me think. And I think it would do a lot of things that if I was the only one there and I was trying to run away from rabid zombies, I just think, <laughs> I just think that album would help a lot. So that is my final answer Okay. So next up question number 16, which also comes from Carla. (laughs) Carla asked a lot of great questions. Okay. (laughs) This question, I, I hate, and I love this question because, oh my gosh, when I hate a song, I really hate a song. I want to preface by saying this and I do not want to hear it. I do not want to hear it. I don't want to listen to it. I don't want to listen to it again and again and again and again and again. <sighs> so Carla wants me to. <laughs> Carla says, think of three songs you like the least. Now imagine you're stuck in an elevator that only plays the Muzak version of that song. <sighs> What's the song you'd mind the least? Oh my gosh. If it's the music version, I want to say though, the blessing of that part with it being the music version is the fact that I wouldn't have to hear the singer's voice because a lot of the times when I don't like a song, it's because I hate the singer's voice. A lot of times it's that. Sometimes it's because it's associated with like a bad memory or something, or it was just played way too much nonstop and I just couldn't stand it. So, not having the singer's voice helps a lot with this because there are some singers that I'm their music could be great and stuff, but their voice is just like nails on a chalkboard for me. Okay, so after a little bit of, of soul searching, <laughs> and you'll probably hear this band come up uh, in a little bit um, for another question. I am not a Led Zeppelin fan. Like, I do not look like, like Led Zeppelin at all. I apologize. I know it's like sacrilegious to say that or whatever. And I know, being a, a, a fan of a certain character from a certain CW show, from a certain character named Dean, last name begins with a W, uh, that it's also sacrilege to say that. But I I just, I don't like them. Uh, and a big reason I do not like Les Zeppelin is Robert Plant's voice. I do not like Robert Plant's voice. I'm sorry. I just don't. I just do not like his voice. So... With that in mind, and thinking Muzak version here, which means I'm not going to have to hear his voice. So keeping that in mind, thinking Muzak version here, I'm not going to have to hear Robert Plant's voice. I'm going to go with Cashmere by Led Zeppelin because if it wasn't for his voice, I'd probably love this song and I like the music a lot and I think it'd be interesting to hear a Muzak version of that song. So that's my final answer before I think about this any harder. My final answer is Cashmere by Led Zeppelin. Okay. So moving on to question number eight, and I really love this question. This question also comes from our Patreon supporter, Ellen. If you were restricted to one genre of music for an entire year, which genre would you choose? I know many of you out there would probably be saying that I would be choosing like alternative or something so I could listen to Depeche Mode all the time, but I actually would not choose that. I would choose classic rock. And uh, I know you didn't ask why, but I'm still going to go ahead and give a little bit of a why here. Uh, the reason is I, I love classic rock so, so much that actually, you know, that actually probably is my favorite genre. Um, I love to drive, listening to it, listening to it. I love to clean, listening to it. I love to get hyped up before recording podcasts, listening to it. I um love listening to it walking. I love, I just love it. And there is, I think, such a wide variety you can actually find within that genre and such a wide variety of singers and musicians. And it makes me think of happy times and um, happy parts of my childhood. And I just don't – and I wouldn't get tired of it. I just can't get – I don't get tired of that genre. So I am definitely a dean, girl. (laughs) And I am definitely choosing classic rock. Final answer. Okay, so next up is another question from Carla, and that is, it's number 17, if you could play an instrument that you don't already play, what would it be, and from whom would you want to learn it? Piano, 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 so easy to answer the instrument in this one, because I have always wanted to learn how to play piano, I know it's not too late, I know, I understand that. But I've always wanted to learn to play piano. I love the piano. I think it's the most beautiful instrument out there. It can bring about so many emotions. It can it can hit hard. It can hit soft. It can make you cry. It can make you feel anger. It can make you feel joy, love, lust, everything. I think the piano is incredible. And I love watching people play the piano. And I'd want to learn from Lady Gaga simply because I'm not saying Lady, Ga- Lady Gaga is an incredible piano player. I'm not saying she's the best piano player ever created and created, you know, ever born. I just would love to learn from her because it'd also be an excuse to be in her incredible presence. I love Lady Gaga so much. Go listen to our episode covering her. So piano and being taught by Lady Gaga, final choice. Plus, I would love to learn some of her songs on there. I would love to do a, you know, do a duet of sorts with her. I just, you know, the the um, moment at the, the Oscars, I won't say the name of the movie, where her and Bradley Cooper were singing their duet together on the piano and she was playing, oh my God, playing the piano. One of the sweetest, sexiest, loveliest, amazing moments ever. (laughs) So that's my final answer. Okay. So next up is question number 10, which comes from Ellen. And (laughs) is there any music in your library that you feel embarrassed to love as much as you do? (laughs) Okay. Well, here's the thing. I actually, I, I don't feel embarrassed by any of the music I love. I really don't. I have guilty pleasure music, but I don't really feel embarrassed about it anymore. I am fine acknowledging that I like certain songs. There are ones that I do feel this kind of like if I'm in the car and they come up on my pl- my uh, liked playlist. I've got it on a shuffle and I forget it's there, that there is a twinge of embarrassment that comes up. So I'll name maybe one of those. That's It's actually probably Air Supply that comes up where it's got a little bit of a twinge of embarrassment because I think Air Supply is awful, <laughs> but I love listening to them. So I'm, I'm going to say that. But as far as like a band, and I've talked about this before, it's definitely Poison. Hands down, Poison. Poison, Poison, Poison. And Bret Michaels. I, I think Bret Michaels is an ass. I think he's an egotistical jerk. And him and his stupid hair bandanas. But oh my gosh... Anything this man does, I will watch. Anything this man, I, I, I don't understand it. And I love Poison's music. And it's awful. It's not very good music. I'm sorry, but it's not. There's some talented people in that band. I'm not saying Brett Michaels can't sing. But those songs are not very good. They just aren't. <laughs> but I love them. I love them. Just Brett Michaels in general and Poison in general. It's just, oh my gosh. That would be another one that I would turn on to listen to, you know, to get hyped up to clean. Poison. Dan- uh, you know driving poison it would go along with the classic rock thing so i'd be able to listen to them uh they actually poison would fit into a lot of these questions which is so embarrassing so even though i said i shouldn't be embarrassed i'm not gonna be embarrassed i still am embarrassed so poison final answer and i'm sure some people probably do i would say that but that's my final answer <laughs> oh my gosh okay six <laughs> and the way this question is framed is also from carla um, but what is one musical act you find overrated and why is it the Beatles? <laughs> it's not the Beatles, although I do think the Beatles are a tad overrated, but this came up earlier when I did the Act question. And so I guess I should go with a different band that I think is overrated. So I will, because, you know, the act thing, I chose a Led Zeppelin song because I don't like Led Zeppelin. I think they're incredibly overrated. Just don't like them because of Robert Plant but i'm going to go with another band that'll probably piss people off and i do i do want to say though i like a couple of their songs but i think they're extremely overrated you'll give me a hard time for this because i love punk and people consider this band to be one of the founders of that sometimes i don't really get that but anyway and that's the who i am not a fan of the who i'm not i'm just not a big fan i like some of their songs a couple actually like two of their songs but they just no, they just don't do anything for me. I think the voice is kind of annoying. I think the songs all sound the same. Um, they die. I just had a fan and people get shocked when I say that, but I think they're incredibly overrated. There are so many bands I can mention here, like U2 is another one, but <laughs> so I'll just keep naming all these bands and just get people to hate me. Um, but yeah, The Who is my final answer. Okay, so we're going right in order here with seven which this is the question. This question came from both Ellen, our Patreon supporter, Ellen, and also Bex, frequent panelist Bex. And this is, the answer to this changes all the time. And I want to let you know, I love doing karaoke. I'm not a great singer, but I love doing karaoke. I don't care that I'm not a great singer. I will sing all the time for karaoke. Love it, love it, love it, love it. It's one of my favorite, favorite things. I want to get a karaoke machine. I've always wanted a karaoke machine, just like I've always wanted a jukebox. That's like One of my dreams is to have a jukebox with actual, like, vinyl in there. Not, you know, not like, you know, I'll do the other one if I have to. But that's my dream. Anyway, so the question is, what's your go-to karaoke song and why? All right, this changes constantly. For a long time, the answer to this was, um, these boots are made for walking. And just because it's a fun one to sing. But now it is Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler. And the reason is because you go through so many emotions in this song. It's like slow and then you're just like, oh, you know, turn around, bright eyes, and every now and then I fall apart. And just singing those, see, I'm a great singer, right? Um, and just singing some of those lyrics is just like, it just, oh, it's just, it's just, oh, it just gets your heart and your soul out. And it's also a great song to sing to get audience involvement because I like to sing songs too, where I can hopefully get others to sing along with me. And I think you can do that with uh, Total Clips of the Heart. So yep, that's my final answer for now. It'll probably change in about a month or so. But for now, that's my go-to song. Okay, so now we're going to number, got four more to go here. Okay, so number 15 from Paula. If you were to put together a music festival, who would be on your ideal list of performers? Now, it didn't say in here that they all had to be living. So I'm putting I'm putting people on here that are sadly no longer with us. Uh, so number one, of course, I'm going to have Depeche Mode on there. Hello. I <laughs> am I not going to have Depeche Mode on there? Uh, this is going to be such a eclectic group here. So I would have Depeche Mode. I could go on for hours on this. I'm going to try and limit myself to – I'm to limit myself to – how many rides I decided to, to I'll try to limit myself to let's see what number is this this is question number 15 because I sh- I'll try to limit it to 15 or I'll be I'll go less uh so Depeche Moan um Nine Inch Nails uh Jane's Addiction because I've seen them before incredible 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 Bruce Springsteen of course Violent Femmes seen them more than any other band and I just would feel weird if I didn't put them in there um The Cramps uh lux interior sadly passed away but i was very fortunate enough to see them once in concert one of the weirdest strangest greatest experiences ever the clash i never got to see the clash in concert and joel strummer sadly passed away and i would just love to see them the pixies haven't gotten to see them in concert either and i've always wanted to love the pixies so dang much we'll talk about them sometime on this podcast New Order, I also haven't gotten to see New Order in concert. So I'm putting a lot on here that I haven't gotten to see. Love it. Prince, Prince was fantastic in concert. I did get to see him once. Um, I'd love to do that again. So I've got five more I can do. Um, John Mellencamp, John Mellencamp is fantastic in concert. Love, 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 love watching him in concert. The Doors, I just, The Doors, The Doors. I just would have loved to see Jim Morrison performing live. I'm sure it would have been an interesting experience, so <laughs> I can do three more because I've limited myself to fifteen. Oh, um, Elton John, Elton John, uh, Lady Gaga, love to see Lady Gaga, and then I'm um, trying to think of another person that I haven't seen. I want to do one more that I haven't seen and I would love to see in concert, and I just haven't gotten to see them, and it breaks my heart to not have been able to see them. So I'm trying to think of another one that I would have loved to have seen or would love to see. Tina Turner. Holy moly. Tina Turner. Oh, my gosh. What an amazing concert this would be that I have created here. (laughs) I wish I could make this concert come true. So there we go. I don't even remember everyone I named on there. I just kind of listed it off. When I go back and edit, I'll be like, why didn't I name this?
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Okay, so number 11, which is from Ellen. This is, this is one of the absolute hardest questions to answer, and I'm not sure I will be able to answer it very well, but I'm going to do my best because I love this question. I think this is a fantastic question. It's one I would just love to do an episode on talking about this. Honestly, Ellen, this is an amazing question. And it's a two-parter here, but it's, how have your musical tastes changed throughout your life? And are there any artists that played an especially large role in expanding or altering your preferences? Whew, this question, it's a heavy one. Because I've said it a million times on the podcast, but music really is like, I could give up everything else if I had to choose only one form of art. For the rest of my life, it would be music because it can inspire everything, it inspires everything in my life. It's my heart, my soul. I wish I could sing. I I really wish I could sing. And, you know, my musical tastes have changed and they haven't changed. It's very interesting. It's like when I grew up, I was very much in the 80s because I was, you know, grew up a child in the 80s. And I listened to a lot of vinyl records. And so I listened to a lot of, a lot of stuff that, that I, I listened to mainly like – um Huey Lewis in the news. Was like big one. Billy Joel, Pat Benatar. Pat Benatar was like my hero, and Michael Jackson. And um, so those were the bands that I listened to, and artists and singers that I listened to a lot and over and over again. And i also listened to a lot of Broadway recordings. Um, but I'm going to save one of those because it's going to answer uh, one another question we have coming up here that I haven't gotten to yet. Um, that's actually the final question. Uh, So I listened to a lot of those and I listened to some really cheesy stuff. Um, but But I still, you know, it's funny because I listened to that stuff when I was a kid. And then when I got older, I started, I went back and listened to it because I stopped listening to it. I was like, this music is awful when I became a teenager. And so when I became a teenager, my taste in music changed a lot and became a lot more alternative was mainly, but also sixties. I listened to a lot of sixties when I was in my uh, preteens mainly and teen years, but preteens, like the doors was my favorite band for a long time. And I don't know if I'm answering this question very well, Ellen, so I apologize, but uh, it's hard because my music taste has not changed and then changed. Like there's been constants, like Classic rock has always been a constant. And for me, classic rock, I want to clarify here because I know a lot of classic rock stations play stuff that I was like a teenager, like in the 90s and 80s and stuff. That to me is not classic rock necessarily, unless it's a, like I would group in like Bon Jovi and stuff like that into classic rock. But I also think of a lot of 60s and 70s music as falling into that. And so I've always listened to that, always. And that has always been a big part of my Library, my music library, and it always will be. So, that never changed. And alternative was, has always been a big part. So that never really changed. But the way it changed is the different artists. I would say that I appreciated in some of those genres. Like for um, for alternative, and if you haven't listened to our Depeche Mode episode, I talk about this, but you can go back and listen to that. I actually did not like depeche mode for a long time when I was in high school. I they drove me nuts. I was like, this is annoying. It's too whiny. It's too that, it's too this. And then um the guy I was in love with in high school, and we're a little bit out of high school, he that was like his his band, his favorite band. And so because of him, and because he played all the time, I listened to it all the time, and it's what he always wanted to listen to. I fell in love with depeche mode. It took a while, but it was mainly after high school. So that's how it changed alternatively. And then Depeche Mode just kind of took over. Because for a long time, it was Violent Femmes. And Violent Femmes stayed for a long time. But then Depeche Mode became more of my heart and my soul. And in that same way, so was New Order. Um, And so a lot of those kind of, it was kind of like offshoots of genres that I already loved. The one thing, though, that did change when I got older is certain bands that I wasn't as into, like, a lot of, like, girl group bands, um, stuff like that. Like, I thought that music was really annoying when I was a teenager, and now I have – I I can listen to it better. Like, Destiny's Child, honestly, I was not the biggest fan of Destiny's Child, but then when I got older, I liked it more. I – you know, I <sighs> – like music, like um, like Britney Spears and stuff like that, like that pop music has never really been my thing except for when I was a really young kid. And so now that I've gotten older, pop music, actually, I have a easier time listening to it and having fun with it than I did then. And I think the reason that happened is I think there's something sometimes that happens when you get older where you kind of, want that cheesiness you want that simplicity and i'm not saying that all pop music is like that but you want that simplicity of it so i think that's what it is and you know so that's kind of how it's changed um and then are there any artists that played an especially large role in expanding altering your preferences this is a hard question that part is harder than the first because You know, okay, so I've mentioned her a few times. Lady Gaga. I'm just going to talk about Lady Gaga for a minute here. And Lady Gaga, honestly, like, I always liked her as a person, but I was not a fan of her music for a long, long time. Like, I thought some of it was okay, and I understood the talent and how talented she was. I just really liked her as a person. But the more I would listen to some of her songs and some of her songs that would come out that, like, you know, Until It Happens to You and um, Joanne. I really, I don't know, it was too poppy for me and too clubby. And I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, I've gotten to be more of a big fan of that as I've gotten older. But really listening to her music, really listening to the lyrics, and especially when we prep for episode, and especially when that movie from 2018 came out that I was obsessed with, um, that's directed by Bradley Cooper, can't name it, but you know the one I'm talking about. Uh, that turned me into a bigger fan of hers. And it kind of made me go back and look at her music, the music that I wasn't really paying attention to and really see it in a different light. And I think because of that, it made me look at other music that was kind of like that, like club music and pop music and stuff in a different light and appreciate it more and see that it's not just poppy and showy and dancey, that there is deep meaning to it and there's deep meaning to the lyrics. So that's what I'm going to say for now. But that's... Wow, that is such a good question, Ellen, and I really, honestly, I'm going to be thinking about that one for a while, and I'll probably later be kicking myself for not giving certain answers, but, you know, I just, whew, yeah, I think for the expanding one, it's got to be Lady Gaga, honestly. I think that just, it's just a big part of what has, and so, yeah, thank you for that question. I I really would love to, I think I'm going to have to somehow, I don't know how the episode would be, but some kind of episode like that. And I do, you know, I do want to say, though, and as an artist, but I do really think growing up with the parents that I grew up with, and granted, my dad has been in and out of my life, but I think that also shaped my music taste. And I think that's also why I have such an eclectic, such eclectic taste in music, because I grew up with parents that loved music and would listen to music nonstop, especially my dad. My dad knows more about music than anyone I know. and like I said, he, he had his walls in his room were like just covered in music. And every like every, every genre you could possibly think of, pretty much, he had. And because of that, I discovered artists that I would have never probably heard of before, ever. All this stuff that I might not have listened to at a young age. And so because of that, and because of discovering that, I grew to appreciate music in a more profound and deeper way, I think. So it's the greatest gift my dad ever gave me was my love for music. And so even though my dad is not an artist or a singer, I do want to add him into that because I do think that's a big reason that my taste in music expanded over the years and that I was able to discover stuff that other people, frankly, weren't listening to, my age at least. So, yeah. But I love that question so, so much, Ellen. I just thank you. Okay, so we've come to the question that I almost didn't want to answer, and I'll be honest. So this is from Carla, and this isn't like anything against you or the question, Carla. It's just this was a really, really, this really hit me in a very emotional way when I would start to thinking about it. And, um, and I've only been thinking about it for a day. Carla said, if I've decided that for my funeral, I don't want people to play music I loved because I don't want them to associate my favorite tunes with death. So I'm going to make a playlist of songs I don't like. Do you want songs you love played for yours? And follow up, what song is a must have on that list? So um, I'm going to explain why this question is very painful. And I almost said I can't answer this. I've never thought about this. I honestly have never, ever, ever thought about this. Never thought about my funeral. I thought about, you know, trigger warning here for suicidal ideation and stuff. But I thought about dying a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I've spent a lot of time about that. But when I think about that, I don't think about the funeral part because I will be honest. (laughs) I don't think anyone, there's a huge part of me that doesn't think anyone will care when I Die. So for me, thinking about a funeral is like, no one's going to throw a funeral for me. No one's going to throw any kind of thing for me. It's just going to be, I'm going to be cremated. That's it. There might be some tears shed. Wipe your hands clean kind of thing. Honestly, that is the way I think of myself. And that's why this question was like a punch in the gut, man. And it's not, and, and once again, I'm not. At all doing this is like, uh, oh, Carla, well, how dare you? It's more just it was just really confronting because I've never thought about this ever. I would never, I I, I I just would never think about that because honestly, who's gonna care when I die is my thought process. I'm like, what does this have to do with it? I, you know, so it's really hard for me to choose anything because it's really hard for me to think about this, because I just don't think. In the case of me, it's hard to think it matters. And that is so, I can't believe I'm saying this without like crying or whatever. I'm, but that's just so hard to face and really fucked up. It's really fucked up thinking. And so I apologize that this question elicited that, but it just, it did. And it's been something that I have not been able to stop thinking about since I saw that question. And once again, Carla, I really am not trying to at all, like, I'm not coming for you at all because I know there were other responses after this question was asked and I get the feeling this is actually something people do think about. <laughs> I just don't. And um, the reality of that and the fact that I don't think about the fact that if I were to say, listen to some songs that are some of my favorites, that will make you sad. I don't think that. I just don't because, you know self-worth crap stuff like that so i was gonna initially not answer this question and i um but then i i wanted to out of respect for carla asking it and then also as a challenge to myself so um i haven't mentioned this band yet but it would probably be i honestly would want songs that mean a lot to me and are about me to play on at my funeral i just would now that I'm thinking about it and it would probably be, um, any song off of the album, the, the um, the album, the, the the album the dusk by the, the, um, but also, and this is not on that album, but also the song, this is the day by the, the, and it might, there might be some irony in it, I guess when you're listening to it at a funeral, but yeah, I, 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 yeah. I mean, and I know this probably, you know, cuz some of those songs off of Dusk, I'd be like, well, that might be not something you'd want to hear at a funeral. Like save me. Like bl- bl- Blue were than Midnight, excuse me, um because of the line save me from myself. Um but the 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 album Dusk is like <sighs> God, I can't even explain. It's um it's very much like a lot of stuff that has to do with my heart and all that and stuff that I don't necessarily like to look at so I know that sounds weird that I would choose it for my funeral so maybe this isn't the best answer but it's the answer that's coming to me answer in my head and I'm going to be thinking about this question for a long time and really thinking about how it hit me in the gut you know this question because made me think about a lot of things not very kind to myself let's just put it that way. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to move on now um, before this whole thing comes into a therapy session again. It's like our Wednesday episode. So thank you, Carla, for that. And I really hope that you don't take that as like, I'm at all upset with you for asking the question or at all. Like I'm not at all attacking Carla for asking this question. This is, that's not, it's not about Carla. It's about the question and about what it elicited in me and my own fucked up issues. So, I want to make sure it's not like, it's not at all like anything like I'm going after Carla. This is about me and stuff, I, trauma and stuff I've been trying to work with in my life, my life. And it was just an interesting that this question brought up so much of that. So, yeah. So I love you, Carla. And thank you. Okay. So last question is from Tiff and it is, what's your most treasured Broadway cast recording or individual show tune? Okay. Okay. And I, I want to say, I want to preface this by saying, I honest, I know why this musical is a, a problematic. I understand why people hate it. But this is because I, when I was little and I loved musicals, I was a theater geek, loved theater. And I would play this re- album all the time and sing it at the top of my lungs. And I still can sing every word from every song off of this. It's it's, it's more from the film cast recording, but we have to stick with Broadway. So we're gonna put that aside. Um, but the Broadway recording would be Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. I know you thought I probably would have said happy of the Opera, but no, Oklahoma. And I've only seen Oklahoma live like once, and that just breaks my heart. It was a good performance. Wasn't as good as others, but it was good. But that's my most treasured. I I love that. I love that musical. And I, I understand the problems with it. I do. I do. But I love it. Can't help it. It was my first musical love when I was a child. I was so in love with that album. I listened to that record nonstop, nonstop. I have like a, a book about the musical. I have like, I just, I love, I love, I love, 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 Oklahoma. So that is treasured to me because I wish I still had the album. I don't have the album anymore, sadly. So. I don't have that recording, but I wish I still had it. Um, But that it just means a lot to me because it was such a huge part of my childhood and growing up and it instilled in me such a love of theater and performing and the arts and music and singing. And so that's why it will always mean a lot to me. and And I understand, once again, the problems with the issues. I understand that a lot of people don't like it. I get it. I do. If I had just discovered it now, I would hate it but because I discovered it as a kid and I loved it so much, it's my most treasured one. So there you go. Okay. Well, once again, there weren't actually 19, there were 18 questions, but that's because I had one of the questions that were, did a two things. So, um, so I want to thank to my, lo- the lovely people that, uh, sent in questions. Thank you, Carla, Tiff, Ellen, Bex, Sasha, Meg, Paula, thank you so much for your amazing, thoughtful questions that made me really think about music and look at music in a different way, which is amazing to do. And made me take a deeper look at myself and why certain things mean so much to me and a deeper look at myself in general. So thank you so, so much. And we'll have to do one of these some other time, maybe next year we'll do another AMA and maybe next year we can do it as an Ask Me Anything about different varieties and we'll break it up into a two parter or something. So thank you so much. Okay, so be sure to follow Fergie for some great fun content. She hates it when I sing to her, when I sing to her, but you know, that's, she's just going to have to bear it. <laughs> Um, But be sure to follow her on TikTok at Schroeder and Ferg's. That's S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R-A-N-D-F-E-R-G-S. Say it with me. It's long, but it's worth it. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. On Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one. On Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. On threads, we are on there. We've done like three posts, three posts or something like that. At it's a fandom thing pod. On TikTok at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. If you have any feedback, show notes, if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on the show, if you have any questions you want to send them, do. And maybe I can try and fit this in every once in a while. Uh, reach out to us via our website, it's a Click the contact us button there. That'll shoot me an email, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And next week, we are back to a regular panel, so you don't have to deal with just listening to my voice. You get to hear other voices. And it's going to be a little bit different. Our Friday episode is going to be a little bit different. Our pop culture one will be the same and we'll have on Bex from Big Reputations Pod, Carla from Bedwetter Behead, and Echelle from Liberty Diner Dish. And they are going to be joining me to discuss pop culture stuff on that episode on Wednesday's episode. And then Friday's episode is going to be a little bit different because I'm going to interview each of them individually. And ask them about a book that means a lot to them. And this is going to be, we're going to do two episodes like this. So we're going to do it next Friday. And then two weeks from Friday, we're going to have another one. We're going to have a special guest on, um, uh, Rachel, from another podcast. And then we are going to have me on <laughs> talking about one of mine. So that's going to be a little bit different. Maybe we'll have others on. So it's going to be a two-parter. So for this first part, I'm going to be interviewing Bex, Carla, and Ishal about their one of their favorite books and why it means so much to them. So we're moving on to books next. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate.
0: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?